If you're searching for a wrestling podcast that's filled with fun, this is definitely David Boy Smith's yeah, finest fucking moment. He goes, he fell on his ass. He fell on his ass. Couple of haters. Couple of haters. Couple haters. That's hated. Wrestling nostalgia. I will take you back to May 26th. 1996. It was a stormy night. <laughs> the wind was howling. <laughs> Latest pro wrestling news and rumours. We've heard about the situations between WWE, Sasha Banks and Naomi. And hilarious tangents. Oh, what the fuck this is not tangent off. No <laughs> Samoan spikes. <laughs> <Yeah. That's it. laughs> Tangents! <laughs> then look no further. Join your hosts, James, Stu, and Johnny, and subscribe to Top Turnbuckle Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode eight of Top Turnbuckle Podcast with me, Stu. And me, James. And, oh, hang on. We, um, we seem to be missing one. Uh, where's Johnny? I don't know. Fuck's sake. Fucking let us down, isn't he? Sorry, folks. Unfortunately, Johnny couldn't be with us tonight, but we, we've had to go on, and with Johnny's blessing, we've continued this episode. Johnny, unfortunately, is a bit under the weather, um, but has asked us to carry on, um, and carry on regardless we will. Um, we do send our um, best wishes to yourself, Johnny. Hope you're okay and get better soon, mate. Yeah, and we miss you here, mate. It feels kind of empty now, it doesn't does, it? Yeah. Like, even though it's just me and you, since when we started well, this, yeah, yeah. now that Johnny's sort of, we're so used to having Johnny here, it feels like we're actually missing something, yeah. which is really weird. It feels weird. It's like we've lost part of the podcast family. Yeah. He'll but be back, episode nine. He will be back. And at some point during, um, during this week, after we finish recording, um, we will be airing a, uh, a live feed um, at some point on our Facebook channel. So, um, sorry, our Facebook page. So, um, stay tuned for that, folks. And as always, we'll um, we'll give out some details as and when that's going to happen. So, hopefully, you guys can get involved with us. Yeah, and what that will involve is, guys, we'll make sure because Johnny has done a lot of work, as we always do. We always do a lot of work ourselves in actually yeah. researching our picks and things yeah. like that. So. What we'll do is for Johnny is we'll work out a way because we are kind of idiot savants. Yeah, with, uh, yeah, chief idiots. <laughs> yeah, with uh, technology, what we will do is we will do a Facebook Live and we'll talk to Johnny about his picks. That'll yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah, that'll it? be awesome. So um, today, I mean, on this episode, we'll be talking about our top three NXT title matches and our best moment an elimination match from Survivor Series, past and present. Yeah. Well, uh, we've got the Survivor Series coming up. That's exactly why I picked it. Yeah, and I, I think as well, which is really interesting, we kind of changed this, didn't we? Because we went, we were going to go for best Survivor Series matches, but I think it's kind of interesting to look at the Survivor Series, really the format of yeah. what it should have been. Well, what it, what it was originally. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was a series of elimination matches. Yeah, and it was it was a Thanksgiving special yeah. occasion. Oh, yeah. uh, that's how it was put in America to yeah. start with. And it was basically teams of five against each other. And what we've done is we've actually made it so you have to choose yeah. an elimination yeah. match. That's right. And there's, believe me, folks, there's a lot of absolute classic matches out there. 
um, to pick from. Any of you guys have got uh, the WWE Network. I mean, Christ. Mm. I mean, I'll, well, test your knowledge straight away. What year was the first one? Fucking hell. Okay, I think it was 87. It might have been 86. Mm. It was the second event after WrestleMania. Yeah. It's the second oldest event in WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people think that maybe SummerSlam is or Royal Rumble. It's not. It's the Survivor Series. The mm. Survivor Series was a special occasion for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Basically, it was a pay-per-view just for everyone to sit around in America, have their turkey, their pumpkin pie, and sit and watch wrestling. What's not to love about that? Yep. So, without further ado, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll crack on with our top threes. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Do you want to go first? Yeah, so this is NXT matches, isn't it? NXT title matches. Title matches. Okay, well, this I just want to start by saying, Stu, this is really interesting for me because I actually sat down and I watched NXT mm. and the takeovers and everything like that, and I managed to pick two NXT UK title nice. matches. Very nice. See, I've got to be honest, I came into NXT quite late. Yeah, Really late, and I, I I haven't watched a great deal of NXT UK. Okay, I, I know a fair bit about it. Don't get me wrong, you know I know the big names, this, that, and the other. I've watched a few matches on YouTube, on you know WWE Network as well. So my my knowledge personally of NXT UK is is pretty basic, to be fair. It's mine's not that massive either. Really, the the fact of the matter is, is that I actually sat down and watched the takeovers. And I know this sounds silly, but there are certain epic title matches that I've sat and watched so many times Mm. that I was looking at the takeovers and suddenly like anything that would jump out at me, Mm. I would go, wow, that was a really good fucking match, you know? And funnily enough, there was two and they just happened to be NXT Mm. title matches. They didn't happen on NXT UK. These actually happened on takeovers. So my first pick Mm -hmm. is the Bruiserweight Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate. Nice. This match is awesome. It's absolutely awesome. It's it's got everything that you would want. It kind of is a slow burner. Right. It starts off, there's quite a lot of groundwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got the real even though he's loved mm. he's supposed to be the real like antagonistic nasty heel yeah, in, yeah, uh, yeah. Pete Dunne mm. and then you've got the guy who I still rave about now you've heard me yeah. Tyler Bate yeah. I, how many I don't know how old he is now I reckon he's about mid 20s 25 maybe how much experience has Tyler Bate got he won the NXT UK tournament mm-hmm. the original Tournament. Yeah, I, that bit I did know, yeah. At the age of 19. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he just grew throughout that tournament. Mm. At first, he was kind of like, do you remember, was it Gentleman Jack Gallagher? Yes. Do you remember him? Mm-hmm. At first, when you first saw Tyler, you thought maybe he's a bigger version mm. of like him, but yeah, he yeah, wasn't. Yeah. He was so much more. Yeah. Uh, and as he grew into that tournament, he just got better and better yeah. and better. And this was the final from that tournament that Tyler Bay actually won. Right, okay. Dunn got to the final, and this was kind of a rematch. Yeah. And this match is just amazing. There's beautiful groundwork in this match. There's 
high flying in this match. Mm. There's physicality, and obviously, as these guys are known, along with Trent Seven, British strong style. Yeah. And there's kind of an energy to this match where about 20 minutes in, it's just getting better and better. Mm. To the point, I think this was one of the first times where you heard in WWE the fight forever. Right. Chad, right, there's right. one point where the two of them come together and they just start hitting each other with yeah, punches yeah, yeah. and the crowd just go crazy. Nice. Uh, it, it's just class. I, I'm not going to spoil this match for anyone because I think this match might go under the radar a little. And please watch this match. Mm. It's so good. And also, let me know, guys, if you listen to the podcast on the Facebook group, what do you think of Tyler Bay? Because I yeah. think he should be called up. I think he's so good. Yeah. He needs to be, and hopefully with the old uh, switcheroo of the powers that be at the moment, you know, fingers crossed. Mm. Fingers crossed that, you know, that day will finally happen for him. Yeah. He is deserved. He is well, well deserved. He's fantastic. Mm. As I say, I'm not going to go into the uh, intricacies of this match too much. All I'm going to do is I'm just going to say, this match's got everything. Mm. Slow burner, gets better as it goes along, false finishes, just a really well put yeah. together match. These two are friends in real life. Mm. They must have fought each other a million times and yeah, it shows. Yeah. Their chemistry's yeah. amazing. Mm. And that's my first one. It's a it's a fantastic match. Brilliant. Check it out, guys, if you get the chance. Right. My first pick. My first pick's actually from a house show on May twentieth, two thousand twenty. And it was for the NXT women's championship and it's Eo Shirai versus Rhea Ripley. Okay, this is interesting. I've never seen this mm. match. It's it's not the longest match in the world. I think it's between 15 and 18 minutes. Okay. Um, it is a short but sweet match, but it is just an amazing mixture of two completely different styles of wrestling. Yeah. You know, it, it's you don't tend to see in that era of NXT, uh, especially for Rhea Ripley, her do a lot of groundwork. She mm. was more the powerhouse. Yeah. Which, you know, let's face it, that's what she's known for. Um, and she... She genuinely managed to portray herself as a ground grappler. Yeah. You know, her hold moves on the mat were were, were just mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing. And, the, you know, everything that was, you know, had been worked between Shirai and Ripley was second to none. You know, as I said, you know, it's that perfect, you know, perfect combination of Io Shirai's Far Eastern style of wrestling that, you know, New Japan style um, that we all absolutely love, you know, what's not to love about that style of wrestling versus Ripley's powerhouse holds. But the two somehow in the middle, in the middle managed to merge those two styles to work perfectly. And it really did work. Their counter work was even better. Um, again, I'm not much like James said, I'm not going to go into the final result in case anyone hasn't watched it. Go and check it out. It's, I love it. I absolutely love it. it. And again, like you said, it, it's one of those matches that, that has gone under the radar completely. It really has. And, you know, unfortunately as well, it definitely didn't get the publicity that it deserved because it was during the height of COVID. Okay. There's only a select few people that are, you know, obviously ringside. Yeah. Um, with the perspect barriers and face marks and everything else on, you know, fair play from taking precautions. And it lost that yeah. key element okay, because yeah. it's much like you said with um, Dunn well, and, and Bates. Well, the NXT universe mm. or fans, as yeah. we can call them now. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're the heart and soul they're of so it. so passionate. Yeah. They would have been behind you know, this like yeah. wildfire. 
it really was that good. And like I said, it's like 15 to 18 minutes long. Yeah, I'd like it to is, say this. It's really, really good. It, yeah. It's a perfect example of, you know, two different styles and cultures of wrestling put together to make something that was just just brilliant. It is a proper, spectacular, breathtaking match. Awesome. And it needs the publicity that it didn't get. Yeah. And that's that's my number three pick. Well, you uh, certainly done. helped it here because I'd like to see it. I never saw it. It's, I, that's, it's, it's so I apologise that I can't help you too much, because I never saw it. No, I literally no. never saw the match. So. It's, I, I think that that was the case during, you know, obviously the COVID, yeah, uh, you know, COVID era of, um, you know, the performance centre wrestling. A lot of, you know, a lot of hype was lost with some great matches because obviously no crowd involvement. And I think, you know, I'm pretty sure that viewing ratings did actually, you know, plummet quite a lot. I think it's really difficult, actually, because maybe the atmosphere wasn't as good. Mm. But I wouldn't read too much into the ratings because obviously everyone was at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's really difficult to really base it off of the ratings. Because I think as well, like a lot of people, I mean, myself included, you know, while, while we were at home with COVID, while we were all keeping away you from You watch everyone. anything. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the I thing. Have never, ever, there is so much shit that I watched on Netflix and yep. Prime, you know, stuff that I'd never, ever think of watching, yep. you know. I mean, I've, mates of mine I know that said they sat and binge watched The Crown and said it was phenomenal. Yeah, I'm one of those that said, "Get fucked." I'm still not watching it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Sorry, anyone that likes The Crown out there, you know, stick it up your ass for all I care. I don't. I don't give a shit. It's My not mum me. likes The Crown, by the way. <laughs> I apologise to your mum. Yeah, they love it. But it's um, yeah, like I said, it, it, it sadly is unfortunate that you know the, that The Crown wasn't there, but. Those that were there, they they do give it the respect that it got, and it and it is such a good match to watch. It really is, and please, please go and check it out. Fantastic! I love the passion for it. I, it it's it's made me want to watch it, mate. I I've got a lot of respect for uh, Ripley and Shirai, and I I mean don't like we were talking about last week, obviously with the uh, the last pay per view where Shirai came out with. Uh, Bailey and Dakota Kai. I, I was I was stoked that those two came out, and then when Shirai came out, I nearly lost my shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, best move should have happened a long time ago. It's it's just what we've been missing for the exactly. rest. Of we've been missing surprises. Yeah. No one saw that coming. No. Nah. So there you go. Yeah, that's that's my number. That's my number three pick. Okay. Because I do mine in order. <laughs> mine are really difficult to put in order. Oh, I stand by my picks. I really do. What the order? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mine are really difficult, sir. Johnny, what do you think? Oh, he's not here. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry mate. <laughs> we miss you. Yeah, well, we obviously <laughs> do. You see, fucking hell. Right. So I move on to my number two. Go for it, mate. Okay. So you're going to help me with this guy's name because <laughs> I struggle with this guy's name. <laughs> I really do, and I'm always honest. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was the first question you asked me when I walked in the It house. is, because I, I actually really, really like the wrestler that we're talking about. Obviously, we're drum rolling it, but uh, the wrestler that I really, really like him, but I don't just, know his name. Just you point, can, can point you at me every time you want it said. Okay. Ilya Druganov. Okay. So it's Ilya Druganov <laughs> versus Wawa. Yeah. This match is amazing. Yes, yes, it is. Both of them are amazing. I've gone for the rematch. 
Uh, what, my, can you, what, what can you say? My chest hurts just thinking about yes. it, to be honest. This, <laughs> this match, the reason I love this match so much is because you've got Walter in there who's an absolute beast. Yeah. And then you've got Droganoff, mm. who's actually quite small. It's a proper David and Goliath moment, isn't it? But what's fantastic about this match, even though it's David and Goliath, is Droganoff doesn't appear that way. No. He appears like, my God, I don't want to use the word psychopath, that's unfair, like passionate. It's a hard, it's a hard hitting match. It's a heart on a sleeve match. It's just, yeah, it, yeah. It's just two men with a love for the craft and the passion in this match, the mm. skill in this match. All this match is for close quarters. Yeah. Or the vast majority of it. It's just, it's, it's the soul of NXT, mm. this match, for I, me. It's it's a stunning match. And I'm not the only one that thinks this because I recently read that this is the highest rated match WWE have ever done. I don't... It wouldn't I, surprise me it at is, all. It really is, wouldn't surprise me. It's, it's that good. Uh, it, it got five, por- uh, five stars and a quarter. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't read too much into the star system mm. because of Stade Meltzer's system, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's the highest rated match that they did. Again, I'm not going to go into too much detail, guys, because I'd like you to see it, yeah. basically. Yeah. Pre- it, just prepare to have an ice pack ready for the amount of pain that you're going to feel for, for Druganoff's chest. But at the same time, oh, Walters. There's some, the, the one thing I will say about Druganoff is, this sounds really strange, but it's not. It works. Yeah. Druganoff chops Walter everywhere. Mm. At one point, he even does a backhand chop. And this sounds silly when we're talking about it, but watch it during the match. It's amazing. He does a spinning backhand chop to his thighs, basically because they're both wearing each other out Mm. with these hard-hitting... I I genuinely, especially of modern-day matches, I think that is the one that I've gone, oh, at the most. It's very believable. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. There's there's a passion there from them both for the yeah. craft. Yeah. Droganoff reminds me of Shawn Michaels. And the reason why in the ring I say that is because Shawn Michaels was actually a small guy. Mm. But did you ever really ever think that Shawn Michaels was a small guy? No. See, Droganoff, so, Drog- I mean, like you say, Droganoff is a small guy, but he carries himself... Yeah. So big. There's a presence there is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'll give you an example. bit like Enzo. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that fucking far. But what I mean is by Michaels is that... Okay, let's put it that way. Michaels versus The Undertaker. Yeah. Right? Michaels versus Diesel. Mm. These are big men against Michaels, but Michaels still feels like a legitimate... Guy in there who can win. Yeah. That's how I'm trying to get he, it across. He carries himself like a heavyweight. Almost his presence and aura does mm. yeah. in matches. Yeah. If you remember WrestleMania 25 mm. and WrestleMania 26, Michaels versus The Undertaker, both yeah. matches. Yeah, yeah. Is anyone talking about Michael's size? No, not once. No, because no. those two appeared like equals. Yeah. Yeah. Even the career and the street. And that yeah. says a lot about yeah, yeah, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. And Droganoff has that feel. Mm. 
Yeah. To me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, do you know what? Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'll be honest. I'd never thought of it in that in that kind of comparison. But yeah, well, you're, imagine, you're absolutely fucking yeah, because, bang on right. Yeah, because yeah. you've got Walter there, yeah. and Walter's been smacking yeah. everyone down. Walter cannot put this guy away. So no. what the fuck do I have to mm. do in the rematch to put this guy away? Yeah. And in the end, that's what's great about wrestling, guys. You forget about the size of Drugganoff in this match mm. because the the heart. The heart and the passion of the guy is as big as Walter's. Yeah, yeah. And that's the creative that's being told, and it's so well it done. It works. It works. And, you know, for that, you have to thank everyone backstage for that, and obviously the two guys in the ring. You know, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, you know, I will admit, I have seen this match. Mm. I have seen this one, and it is it's, it is phenomenal. I deliberately stayed away from this one because I had a feeling either you or Johnny was going to have it. Yeah. Have you got it in yours, Johnny? Oh, he's not fucking you. Fuck's sake, Johnny. <laughs> I'm going to keep when, doing when, this when all he, night. When he, <laughs> it's in the Facebook messaging. I don't think he actually told us, did he? Um, it was only me that told everyone, I think. I, I don't remember. I'll he have, asked, to, go he, back. Yeah, I'll have he, to go back and he asked. Look. He asked me and I don't think I replied. Yeah, I two, carried on another conversation. You two made me laugh because <laughs> you two were talking and asking the questions and I was the, one who, I was the only one who talked everybody. <laughs> Yeah, so like surprise you, isn't it? Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, I'd be interested to see what Johnny's yeah, picked. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure. We'll find out eventually. As, as I say, guys, there are so many good matches, mm. like main event style matches of NXT that you yeah. can go for that people are probably thinking, well, why hasn't he gone for like Champa versus Gargano and things like that? I the, d- again, the, I deliberately stayed away yeah, from that because, you know, they were great. They were great. You know, they were the brilliant series. They were fantastic. And even when they were, you know, Team mm. DIY. Their tag matches, their title, you know, title matches, they were brilliant. But I just have to go with what I yeah, watched this, this and, is, and what I, I thought was the best matches yeah. on the card when I went through the NXT pay per views. One, one last thing I'm going to say, and I'll, I'll let you finish, was even just listening to how we've been talking about that. And I know we've only picked a couple so far from our top three, or you've done two, I've done one. I genuinely think this is the most passionate top three that we've done. Yeah, because it's pure wrestling, it's pro wrestling. Yeah. It is. I, I've. This has been the most fun, and I don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed everything that we've done so far. Yeah. But going back and checking out all these NXT title matches for me, this has probably been the most fun that I've checked out that I've really enjoyed. It's because it's a style that uh, suits. It certainly suits our age group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The NXT yeah. era, mm, because absolutely. what we grew up on was yeah. It's this style. Yeah. This character development, this longevity, as we always say, you know, talk about things. Yeah, it's you'll find got... that in my third one, actually. Oh, you find that in my... My third one, you my, might not know one. about, Stu, okay. if you didn't watch NXT for and you're late to it. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, go for it, mate. Yeah, no, it's sorry. your turn. Oh, you're, that, you're right. You I'm go. finished. I've just okay. done... Uh, you can do the name for me. Ilya Druganov. Thank you very much, Stu. Versus... Walter. A Walter. Or Gunther. No, no, bollocks that. No, I'm not having that. No, <laughs> nah. fuck off. It's Walter. Yep. It's always going to be Walter. You know there's going to be a Walter chance at Clash at the Castle, don't you? The UK fans are very rebellious Absolutely. and I can see that yeah. happening, yeah. I think there might be a few uh, bleeps kicking out on the live feed for that one. <laughs> They're um, going to have trouble with the crowd because... Big time. If anyone's listening from the USA, we touched on this in the last episode. The crowd interaction within football and rugby is very, very... Tribal. 
tribal is a brilliant <laughs> word and also there's a lot of it, uh, it's very adult like there, there will be a lot I would be shocked if there isn't very loud audible swear words oh yeah, yeah. from the crowds yeah yeah absolutely there's one thing and and all crowds are different like it's not it's not saying that the US crowds are not passionate but the oh, UK no. crowds as Stu said it's a culture and mm. it's a very tribal culture with the football teams especially I'd say with the football teams yes you know and some of them are, are damn right hilarious <laughs> They're not even you, about football. You've you got to applaud the creativity. And I mean, still one of my favourite ones I could always remember from football was, was it Southampton? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, Jason Lee? No, Nottingham Forest. Oh, it, yeah, he's got a pineapple on his head. And they only started singing that. I mean, I mean, you can listen back to it now and kind of go, actually, that sounds pretty fucking racist. It's because he used to tie his um, dreadlocks up in a bunch on the top of his head and it did look a bit like a pineapple crown. Yeah, it did. One of my favourites, I'll go with one of my favourites recently, because I love it when the crowd give someone something back when they've been an arsehole. I recently watched, watched and I forgot his name. You know who I mean, the West Ham defender who who hit the cat. Oh, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Kurt Zuma. That's the one. Kurt Zuma, right? I watch Man City versus West Ham, right? And he went, someone give him a crunching tackle. And from the crowds, this is how great our crowd is, guys, the UK crowd. They were chanting, that's how your cat feels. That's how your cat. <laughs> he was down injured, like badly. And they were chanting that at the guy <laughs> while he was like writhing around in pain. Oh, fucking hell. So it was my personal experience, one that I've had. And I'm sorry we're going on a bit of a tangent here about, you know, uh, football. Yeah, but that's what these guys, yeah. if there's yeah, any yeah, US yeah. guys listening, that's the kind yeah. of atmosphere that's going to be in there. Uh, my one is because I was there for this one and it was, um, God, it was, Christ, we forgot to be talking about 2000, I think 2011, 2010 possibly. Um, and it was uh, a Six Nations game, um, Ireland versus England at mm. Twickenham. And I was lucky enough to go to the game. Um, you know, first time I've ever been to Twickenham. I know being a Scotland supporter, that's, you know, a bit treacherous. But, you know, but it doesn't matter because you've got all the home and away supporters. Unlike most sports, home and away supporters in rugby can all sit together and get on verbally abused players and be absolutely fantastic with each other. You can't in football. No. <laughs> However, this was coming off the back of uh, England winning the World Cup Yeah. in Australia. Now, you've got the man himself, England to kick off at Twickenham, Johnny Wilkinson, the man who literally won England the World Cup, pretty much single-handedly in that fucking tournament. So he does his weird little, you know, thumb out, kind of crouch down. He's getting ready to hoof that ball down the other end of the pitch. He kicks it. It goes about five yards. Two Irish guys sat behind me were wetting themselves and one of them went, you know, fucking Sydney now, mate. Yeah, there are some brilliant <laughs> that, ones. That whole end of that stadium just erupted in laughter. It was absolutely fucking brilliant. But fair play to them, you know. Even the England supporters were pissing themselves laughing. I, I went to a match. I know we are on a tangent, but there are only two of us, so mm. we can get away with it. Yeah, I Johnny. Went to, I went the, to a match, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to say where it is, but it's quite close to us. Right, okay. Yeah, 
And it was so funny, right? And it sticks in my mind. It isn't actually, no one swore. It was just the way that this guy did it, right? There was this guy come over and he's called Scott Sellers, right? And he come over and he was near us and he took a corner and he went, this guy in the crowd, because there's always some guy in the crowd that you can hear as clear as day, right? This guy went, fucking nice, (laughs) (laughs) fucking nice uh, wife fronts, Sellers. You Geordie fucking reject. Just like that, right? And as he kicked the ball, this guy heard it, this Scott Sellers. As he kicked the ball, he scuffed the ball. Like, that's how much the crowds can be involved. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he went to not... And I went, nice wife front, Sellers. You Geordie fucking reject. Just as he was about to kick the ball and the guy fucking miskicked it off of it. It was (laughs) unreal. Well, should we go back to our original subject now? Yes. <laughs> right, sorry for if, that, if folks. That's, if that's too long, we'll edit something. Oh, no, down. if I can keep it all in, I think <laughs> that was quite a good little, uh, little tangent. That We are good for tangents anyway. What I'm going to do just quickly is we will make that actually part of the podcast for wrestling because what we've done is there, we've tried to explain to you guys if there's any American listeners, as I say, that is the type of culture yeah. that, that WWE wrestlers are in for oh yeah <laughs> in the UK I think the like the likes of Drew McIntyre or Sheamus and Pete he, Dunn, he, he'd be they, fine they, you know they're fine they'll yep. be you know they'll be absolutely fine um, right my, my second pick is from NXT TakeOver New York on April 3rd 2019 and it is for the vacant NXT Championship and it was the best of three falls between Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole, baby. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's a really, really good match. It is just fucking amazing. Yeah, it is. I, you know, don't get me wrong. I am, a, I am a fan of Adam Cole. I am a fan of Johnny Gargano. But I was, you know, I was rooting for Gargano because I have never seen, especially in the modern day era, a guy go through so much. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, I think we, we were just talking about this off air, and I had yeah. to just clarify something. Stuart. I think this is the match where the undisputed era come down and they throw everything at Gargano, and he keeps kicking out. Is that the one, or is that a different one? I think it's a different one. Okay, that match is stunning. I imagine yeah. this match is too. This the problem is with just fucking amazing. The problem with NXT. Is that there's so there were so many fucking good matches. Yeah. Some of them flow into each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you know, if there was a rematch or yeah. anything like that, like the series of matches you could put on there, yeah. couldn't you? Oh fuck you! Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I'm not turning away from your one. But like, that's just an example. Mm. Like I'm when you're saying that, I'm thinking of that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like David, it's just brilliant. I mean, this match went on for. Considering how much happened in this match, it feels like closer to an hour. Mm. But it went on for thirty, sorry, thirty-eight minutes and twenty-five seconds. But it is non-stop the whole way through, non-stop. And even when the matches change, the different stipulations and the different types of matches change, and then you end up finally with the cage match, and you've got weapons all you know attached to the cage. Yeah, it is. That's that's the one I think I'm thinking of. I don't know. It's not brutality for the sake of brutality. All of these weapons are used fucking perfectly. Yeah. Absolutely perfectly. And this is, I mean, 
for anyone who's not a fan of Johnny Gargano, I defy you to watch this and not feel nothing but respect for him afterwards. And the same for Adam Cole. This match is, I personally <clough> think, and I, regardless of other people's opinions, whether you like them or not, it doesn't really matter. You know, we're all entitled to our own opinions and, you know, so uh, bollocks to you. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, this is a career-defining moment for these two. And I know, obviously, you know, Cole's had history with Champa and Gargano's had history with Champa. this, that, and the other. They, these were the three top guys at that point. And, obviously, Champa was out. Yeah. You had these two, and it could have only been these two that had to go for the vacant title, but it was done so well. The build-up for this was brilliant. This was true longevity and creative writing at its fucking best. Absolute best. It is a career-defining match, and if you haven't watched it, please, for the love of God, go on the WWE Network and watch it. I'm pretty sure the whole match is on YouTube as well. I I, feel, I, I would go one further and I would say watch the series. Mm. Because, like Stu says, those two are so good that actually, I think they may have three matches, two. Uh, like, yeah. Two, yeah. three matches. They're so good that you they kind of mould into each other. Yeah, they do. They because really do. And that's not a derogatory thing that I'm mm. saying there. What I'm saying is they're both so good that In you can't remember ring. which match, yeah. what spot come from because they're just so good and full of so much great creativity. Yeah, yeah it's a really, really fantastic pick. And like I, said, I mean, it was, I think I've watched this three or four times since since we announced this um, topic and it, it's, it's and I, I will admit I nine times out of ten I skip to the last match of the yes. two or three falls because and I'm not taking anything away from the first two mm-hmm. but it's just because that cage match that you know the final match out of the three was just amazing they're they're all good yeah they're, I can't stress that enough it's a series of matches that kind of blend together yeah which yeah. is actually not a bad thing. No, no, Christ, no. Especially is, when they're good. Yeah. And as a whole, I mean, that takeover in New York was fucking amazing. Mm. Um, I, I, I did go through the card uh, two days ago uh, for every match that was, was on Was that there. the one that Ember was on? Uh, Ember versus... Uh, Baszler. Ember versus Basler, yeah. was it? Yeah. Yeah. I was just wondering if that was the same one when she was against Asuka, but that's no, the no, stand no. line, isn't it? Um, I mean, the whole card, I can't, for the life of me now, I can't remember what, you know, everything else that was on there, but I do remember just reading it off going, holy shit, wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They had some talent and then some. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my number two pick. And as I said, please... Please go and watch this match. And if if you come away from it feeling nothing, then fuck me, you're human. You're inhuman. You know, fuck off. <laughs> it's brilliant. It is fucking brilliant. Number two is done. Okay. So I'll move on to my last one. Okay, I do agree with you that the storytelling in that match, which you just... 
dun, 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 dun. said was unbelievable. Yeah. But I'm going to attempt to top it. <laughs> okay. Go so on, this then. Match, outdo me. Might, I'm not outdoing <laughs> at all. This is down to the talent and yeah. actually creativity because this is a long, drawn out story, the next one. My last match is Sami Zayn versus Neville. That was or at the time, so close to being on my list. Or at the time, Adrian Neville. Adrian, yeah. Now, this is a different pack or Neville that we saw, we see now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or that we saw in WWE. Same as This Zane. was a domineering champion. Yeah. And Sami Zayn, this was a different Sami Zayn. This was a complete underdog style mm. character loved by the fans. Oh, yeah. Like an almost like a cult following, similar to Daniel Bryan. Mm. And the whole build up of this story is Sami cannot win the big one. Yeah. There's continuous matches where Sami is seen as. He's nearly there. He's nearly there for that title. He deserves it so much. And he just falls short. And eventually he gets to Neville this match. And Neville is fantastic in this match because mm. I think I'm doing this off the back of not watching this match for a, a while, which I apologise for. But I think they were former tag team partners at one stage. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. And there's a little backstage part. And it's purely about the title, yeah. and Neville says, I'm not worried about you, Sammy, because you choke. You choke, and I'm not worried. You're going to choke. You're going to come up short. And it's built up, but it's built up very slowly, and it's built up throughout mm. Sammy continuously not being able to do it until we get to this culmination, and Neville just puts the cherry on top mm. by saying it, and then the whole crowd are behind Sammy, and it's a great match, mainly just through the passion of the crowds. Yeah. It's not taking away anything from the competitors. It's how much they want Sammy to actually do this. But then Sammy does actually win. Boiler alert. <laughs> I have to do that to get to the next part. Now, it's well known throughout the indies and really throughout the whole of wrestling if you were an NXT fan, mm. that Kevin Steen, who is, of course, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, is best friends with Sami Zayn. Now, earlier in the night, Kevin Owens debuts. And when he debuts, he is so emotional, he comes down, he's crying as mm. he's actually debuting because it means so much to him. When Sami wins, everyone's giving him a hug and suddenly the crowd absolutely loved this. Here comes Kevin Owens or Steen, and they hug. And the crowd loves it. It's like the greatest feel-good moment ever. Then we get this huge swerve. Owens turns on Sammy, mm. and he obliterates him and does that powerbomb. on the savage. Yeah, on the corner it's of so the, savage. On the corner of the ring. Yeah. As only Owens can do. A lot mm. of people have done that move, but when Owens does it, it looks, it looks like... brutal. Yeah, it looks like his career ending yeah. and it shocks the crowds. The crowd do not see this coming. So you have this brilliant match. You have this feel-good moment for Sammy, but then he reaches the pinnacle, but then we move on to that feud. Mm. 
And it's so clever. Mm. It's so clever. It, no one sees it coming. And everyone's guided. And immediately, Owens turns from the, one of the most loved people just from his debut yeah. into the most hated heel. Straight away. At and the that's flip where. Flip of a switch. That's where we get the prize fire, mm. who we all really loved. Yeah. That's where we get the Owens that comes out at John Cena. Yeah. Fight Owens, fight. Yep. From that promo, we <clears throat> yeah. immediately see what Owens is all about. Yeah. And, yeah. So, That's, yeah. Fuck me, that is an awesome pick. Yeah. Yeah. It There's, was so, so close to being on my list. It's it's a brilliant match. Mm. And I'm, I'm not taking anything away from the match. There's a sense of... It's, it's almost an urge from the fans. Just come on, we want Sammy to win. Yeah, and it's so organic and it's so well done like in that said, audience. It, like you said, it's that, that 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 best comparison that you said was you know of Daniel Bryan, you know with that cult following. I mean, you are absolutely spot on. But you that. have that wonderful moment of Sammy winning. Yeah, and instead of going off the air with it. There's this swerve that no one sees mm. coming. That's so hard to do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's like this lovely touching moment. I'm yeah. sure it was touching for them in the ring and they oh, even maybe thought to themselves, I don't really want to do this now. Yeah. When they heard the crowd reaction and everything. But they come together, they hug, and then you have this beat down. Yeah. And it's so shocking. I mm. think it goes off the air with Sammy being put in on like a gurney and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's brilliant. It's so well done. It is fucking awesome. Yep. Great pig. Okay, that's it. Off he goes. So down to my final one. This is my number one pick. Okay. Um, I won't lie, this is one of the first ones I thought of straight away. Okay. And, you know, I desperately struggle to find something that I personally think tops this. But my number one pick is for the NXT Championship at the NXT TakeOver New Orleans from April 7th, 2018. And it is between Alistair Black and Andrade Cien Armas. I'm going to do this a real disservice. I cannot remember. This it's... is on you. I watched the match. Mm. I know I've watched the match. Yeah. I cannot remember. It's, again, not... For a main event, not that long. It's mm. 18 minutes, 30 seconds off. But I am going to say, and I'll state this as well. I've said before in the past, I am not much of a fan of Zelina Vega. I'm really not. Um, I think, it, you know, I, and I won't take away her credibility or talent as a wrestler. She is a fantastic wrestler, really, really talented. Her voice for me is like nails down a chalkboard. Here's the thing, so I'll, I'll interject on there, uh, mm. Stu, just quick. Yeah. Because we've talked about this a lot. Mm. She's about a manager in your view, yeah? Yes. Right, there's nothing wrong with that. Which is exactly where I was going with this. Yep. She is the key element to this match. Now, if you take her out of the equation, you know, you've, you've got a pretty, pretty good match. Her involvement in this match, however, is vital. A hundred percent vital to this match. There are so many moments, and we, you know, we go back to the golden age, you know, the nineties era where you know wrestlers had valets or managers and this, that, and the other, and it, and it was fantastic. At some point, there were certain wrestlers 
who were more over because of their manager or their yeah, valet. And exactly, and that was my point on mm. why and a manager for me personally is so important. Sometimes you can be popular yeah. by association. Absolutely. Some people do not, guys, have – they may be fantastic wrestlers, mm. but they do not have charisma on the mic. The, Andrade is a perfect example. Yeah, and the whole point of a manager, like a Bobby the Brain Heenan yeah, yeah. or a Jim Cornette, yeah. is to sell that person. Yeah. They are, they are like used car salesmen. That's yeah. why their heels like that. Well, you, you got to look. I mean, personally, for me, one of the greatest ones of all time is Paul Heyman. Yeah, I mean, for me, I can't separate. Obviously, because of the ter- because of the territories, I watch a lot of territory mm. stuff. Some people didn't. Uh, I can't separate Jim Cornette and Bobby Heenan. And quite funnily enough, I don't know if you know this, they can't separate each other, or never used to be able Fair to. Play. Bobby used to say that Jim was the best. Right. And Jim used to say yeah, Bobby, Bobby was, was the best. best. Right. And they were really yeah. good friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, this match was, it's brilliant. There's a couple, as I said to James off air before we started recording this episode, there are a couple of botches in this match, which for the, and again, much like my Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai pick, this, again, is also a fantastic mixture of, you know, the Mexican style, the Lucha Libre style for Andrade, but then you've also got that mixture of Mai Tai and kickboxing yeah. from Alistair Black. Yeah. This is, it's fucking awesome. It's so good. The counter movements in this match are, they're, they're just, they're breathtaking. They truly, truly are breathtaking. And it's just the speed that they work at as well. For an 18-minute match, I it's fucking mind-blowing how quick these guys can move constantly. Do you want to know something? The passion that we're talking about with here, actually, I'll just move on. This is not a tangent. This is actually really interesting mm. because I'm realising it myself as we're talking. You do realise what we're actually, we're passionate about this so much because we loved it and what was going on. Yeah. You do realise this was Triple H. Yeah. I know. I know. And that's what we've got now coming. Yeah. Because when you, when you think about who put these Mm. on, we know the wrestlers do their part and of course they do. They're the main part. But you've got to remember the backstage that goes on behind it as well. But Triple H is running this like a proper old school pro wrestling. And it works. Yep. It worked. And when you listen to us in our top threes, guys, Triple H really brought that out with Mm. us. Yeah. And now we've got him as the head. We should be very excited for what's coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because I was just thinking to myself, the same Neville match, it must have been like 2017, maybe earlier. Mm. And... Obviously, I've written down any dates, which I apologise for. But how long did Triple H keep this up? He wasn't a one-hit wonder, or some yeah, even their house shows. And these people were continuously getting promoted, and it was like a production line keep coming through of organic, Mm. independent stars who he had turned to the sports entertainment. And you would you what you've got is you've got a hybrid, you've got. Sports entertainment mixing with pro wrestling, yeah. and we have missed that for so fucking far long. too long. Far, far too long. 
Um, again, I'm, I'm not going to ruin. Sorry, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I just spoke because no. as we're talking, yeah. I, even as we're talking, I'm thinking that in my head. Well, no, I, I said that to you earlier. This, I think, this is the most, you know, and, we, and I know, you know, spe- you know, speaking for Johnny as well here, and yourself, we love what we do. We love what we talk about. We are very passionate about the, re- you know, wrestling. The top threes, our best of, worst of moments, and all the news that we cover as well. This, I genuinely think, has been our most passionate one that we've done. Yeah, and also think back to when we were looking at the WrestleMania cards. Yes. Listen to the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, it was funny for the audience. When oh, yeah. me and you were sitting here, mm. we were fucking beside ourselves yeah. when we read the WrestleMania cards. Absolutely. We were like, what this the fuck is, is this shit? Yeah. You know, this, however, I mean, this top three has been, you know, I'm pretty sure you feel the same way, but this this has been really exciting. It has. I've, I've really, really loved it. Absolutely yep. loved it. I'm, I'm Chuffed the fucking bits I picked this for a topic. It's it, it was a really really good mm. topic, and it actually goes really well with our other one because where is this one, guys? Was very very I wouldn't say easy because mm. there are so many to choose from. Yeah. The next topic, which we're not going to go into straight away. Yeah, that's why it's so interesting this week. There it's isn't a, a actually different. not that many to choose no, from. No, not really. So it's this is quite a good dynamic actually. Mm. Yeah, it's been it has been good fun. Um, yeah, this. So what else? What else can I say about this match? Um, the the groundwork, brilliant. Yep. You know that lucha style groundwork. You know that acrobatical style of holds. You know on the ropes, the holds from uh, Andrade. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And then you've got Black with his <laughs> mai tai skills, his kickboxing background. It was utilized like never before. Now, we'd all seen their talent, you know, when they came up, when they were first, you know, debuted on NXT. It was brilliant. And you've got two completely different styles of character. Mm. I fucking love Black. Do you know what? I actually, and, and I know you love, you you love AEW. Mm. I enjoy it. I feel sad that Alistair Black is in AEW right now, knowing what we could have, Got yeah, and we've Triple H there now. Mm. Can you imagine Black there now? I think you'd have had an almighty push. Maybe, it's maybe, maybe one day. It's going. We'll see. Let's hope so. We'll see. Same with Andrade. You know, yeah. I'm not a massive fan of Andrade. I, I think, but you I made, can't take away the talent. I think you made an excellent point with Andrade, and the problem with Andrade is, and he had this throughout his mm. career, is that. He's not that charismatic. He no. is a very, very good ring technician. Yeah, yeah, And Selena Vega was the person who, I don't know if anyone remembers, but he was kind of a jobber when he came in. I'm sure, mm. this is this is really interesting, so I'm sure in one of his first takeover matches, he actually loses to Alistair Black when okay. he comes in. Ironic. Yeah. You know where they both debut? Yeah. I don't know if it's black, yeah, but it's certainly a big, it's certainly a big star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one yeah. of their big stars. Yeah. And whereas, like a big star would usually be put over, wouldn't they? Mm. Yeah, he wasn't. When he come in, he lost. Mm. So when Vega come in as his sort of second or yeah, his yeah, yeah. manager. That elevates him massively. massively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like, the importance like of I said, it. I, I'm not a fan of, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not, 
like I said earlier, you know, she is great in the ring. <clears throat> she really is. She's very, you know, I don't know. She obviously trains with um, Alistair Black. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, her voice just drives me fucking nuts. It's like I, Carmella's voice. Yeah. It just drives me fucking It's just screeching. But she does that in this match. But she's a heel. But she does, and it's her involvement in the yep. match. And she's supposed that, to be a heel, so yeah. she's supposed to be annoying. Yeah, and she, as I said at the beginning of this, she is the key element to this match. Yeah. And as I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil this. This is definitely one of those title matches that needs to be watched. The crowd in this as well are fucking rowdy as shit. They are up for this so much. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely brilliant. Please go and watch this match. But I, I've talked about this a lot and we've had the Dan Housen debate and I'm not going to go into that debate anymore, but... Don't fucking make me say it. No, no. <laughs> no, but I, th- I think some people may get the wrong end of the stick yeah. with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that when I turn around and go, certain people would be better as managers. Yeah. I think they think that I'm talking like it's a motion. We come from an era where management was really important. Yeah. Like like we just mentioned those two names. Like Bobby Heenan was one of the biggest people on the cards. Like in the yeah, golden era, just before the attitude yeah. era. Mr. Fuji. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah, Paul Bearer. Yep. These they're all characters you are always, always gonna remember. I mean even there's even unsung heroes there like Slick. Slick it, was very good. We talk yeah. about him a lot. And the, I think the reason we do is because he actually has a lot of involvement mm. in, a, in certain big, big feuds. And he, he, he's not talked <coughs> about at all. No. Uh, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart is a massive one. Yeah. I mean, you look at the calibre of stars he's worked with over the years. Yeah, because <laughs> if you were with someone like that, you were, you were good by association. Yeah. That's that's how it worked back then. I always remember them saying that about, uh, not to bring it on Shawn Michaels again, but do you remember when Sensational Sherry got put with Michaels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, most wrestlers said that was the best thing that could ever mm. happen to Shawn because... Yeah, I remember the feud was, with him uh, and the model Rick Martel. Yeah. yeah. The, the reason they say that, guys, is because... Shawn Michaels was not the Shawn Michaels that we know now. Yeah. He had just come out of a tag team with the Rockers and he was immediately by association seen as a big deal because he had sensational Sherry with him who had been with Randy Savage, Mm -hmm. who had been with Ted DiBiase. Mm -hmm. These are big stars. So immediately placing Sherry with Michaels makes the audience think this guy isn't special. It's, it's a catalyst. Yep. Essentially. That's it's how it a works. catalyst to the big time. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Please go and check this match out. Please. Please go and check out all the matches that we've mentioned. I think it's um, a fantastic point. Your one's fantastic because it also highlights the importance of yeah, managers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is, as I said, this is coming from someone that doesn't like Zelina Vega. Um, you know, her personality, sorry, her in ring and you know, you know, management personality, but she is that key element to this match mm. between the three of them, but you know, between all three of them involved, she is vital to this. Otherwise, it would have been in a you know, yeah, it was a pretty good title match, yeah, but 
but her involvement in this match is what fucking makes it. Yeah, sorry for brilliant. me getting involved in that. No, mate, it's fine. The, the, the fine. reason it's why, is because you've, t- you've you've touched a nerve on one of the things that I think is so important, yeah. and that is the role of the manager, and which the is fact. which is missing. I'm I'm happy you brought it up for the fact that you name dropped my boy Danhausen. Yeah, <laughs> love that Danhausen. <laughs> I, I I think he's great, but I I stick to what. I said, and yeah. a lot of pe- a lot of people again they they see that as a demotion, and it's not. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's such an important. It's, part. it's a lost art at the moment. It's massively lost, lost. So there we go. There's our, there ends our top threes. Okay, guys. So that is the end of our first topic, and yeah, that was really really great. Oh, actually, I really enjoyed it. Really, really, really enjoyed great and passionate. Uh, yeah. Shit there, no, I really enjoyed that. Good luck fucking topping the next one, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) The next one's quite difficult. Uh, We're just going to take a brief little detour here, and basically, I'm just going to give someone a shout out. And the person I'm going to give a shout out is in our group, and he's uh, highly appreciated. And we just want to say to you, mate, keep your chin up, yeah, because you're a great contributor, and you you you're not got to worry about anything. Right, and that's Sam White. Yeah. Yeah? Absolutely, yeah. He, he yeah? had the great pleasure of reaching out to us um, the weekend just gone. Yeah. Yeah, chin up, mate, like James said. Yep. Yeah. We're here if you need us. Yep. So what, what, what we'll do is we're dedicating this to Sam, this little part. And, yeah, just, just don't worry about anything, pal. You know, you're welcome in our group. Yeah. And maybe we'll see you at the uh, Clash at the Castle. Hopefully. That'll be lovely, yeah. mate. Okay? So, yeah. Just a little tangent there, guys. Okay, yeah. sorry about that. But, yep, just felt like we wanted to personally do that for Sam. Yeah. Okay, so, I think it, brilliant. Yeah. Right, so we're going to move on to our next topic, which is our best Survivor Series elimination match. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, this was really fucking easy for me to pick. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. really easy. Uh, it's a difficult one because it is... In a way, quite easy to pick because there's not many yeah. actual really, really good ones. There's a lot of pay-per-views. There's a lot of pay-per-views. Not a lot of fucking good matches. No, these matches. Especially elimination matches. Yeah, which is what we've gone for. See, I was going to pick, um, you know, obviously Extreme Rules, but um, quite frankly, Extreme Rules hasn't been Extreme Rules since it fucking started, if I'm honest. Do you know what, though? It- it might be interesting, actually, because we've gone to TV14. Very true. Very true. Yeah. I don't think, and I, I think quite rightly so, I don't think we'll ever go back to the absolute carnage that we had during, like, a Mick Foley or an Attitude Era. That's my boy. But I think for good reason now, I think we have to really yeah. think about the welfare of people. Yeah, very true. Yeah. I mean, it's great entertainment for us, but Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I, I, I don't, at the age of 40 now, I don't think my heart could probably take watching stuff, you know. Uh, I also don't really <laughs> want to see anyone get seriously fucking no. injured oh, fuck for my no. entertainment. No, not no. really. No, absolutely not. So, um, yeah, without further ado, we shall go into our... Best Survivor Series elimination match. Uh, did you want to go first as you went first earlier? Yeah, I'll go, go first. The, the interesting thing is me and Stu, I had two in mind and Stu picked the other one, which is actually really, really cool because what it means is, is that 
we can both work we on the other the best one. of both worlds. Yeah, and I really appreciate that because you know how hard this is sometimes when yeah. you've got two oh, and yeah. you can't yeah, yeah, pick. Yeah. So my one goes, actually, do you know what? My one goes on a bit of nostalgia. Um, I, I, I believe that this was probably the first pay-per-view I ever watched. So if that's the case, this would have been the first match I ever saw. Mine's the opening match of the 1991 Survivor Series. And even when I watch it now, there's something really, really special about this for me. I don't know if it's nostalgia or I don't know if it's the people in the ring. It it just means a lot to me, personally. Mm. Um, Okay, so in this match, I'm not going to give away the result because... I don't think I've watched this one. It's good. Uh, I'm not going to give away the result. So all I'm going to do is I'm just going to... I'm just going to mention who's yeah, in the match. Uh, okay, so you have, I believe you might have joint team captains. And this is four on four. And actually, I'll be honest with you. You know the traditional Survivor Series five on five? Five on five, yeah. I actually preferred four on four. Mm. I thought it worked better. Yeah, yeah. So this match, co-captain Roddy Roddy Piper. My boy! Yep. Alongside, this is... Fucking ridiculous. Alongside co-captain Brett the Hitman Hart. Fucking hell. With the British Bulldog mm-hmm. and Virgil. Me. Yeah. They're, they're, There's always one. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Mind you, he works in this match, mate. And True, he was a hell of an athlete. Because, to be because fair. he was a hell of an athlete. I don't know if so much that's because of who's on the other side. No. Versus co-captain Ric Flair. And this is when Ric Flair first comes in. Right. Do you remember when he was saying he was the real world champion yeah, yeah. and all that? And he came in with the title as well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he came in with the WCW I'm glad fucking I remember title. That. Yeah. And co-captain the million dollar man Ted DiBiase. Nice. So that's a nice. virtual link is there. Yeah, there's your uh, feud straight away. With the Warlord, who actually is kind of underrated. The Warlords have sort of got a little bit of a cult following. Now, whenever mm. you look at fan fests and things like that, the Warlord is always, always there. there. He's always there. Yeah. He's, he's quite loved. Yeah. And, you know... He's a fucking enormous guy as well, isn't he? Of course, back then. Mm. The reason the Warlord was there was uh, Davey. Yeah, Davey and yeah, him were yeah. feuding muscle I'm, I'm versus like, yeah, muscle. Yeah. So that's the reason he's mm. there. And the Mountie. And yeah. the Mounties, you know, we laugh. But the Mountie was actually seen as quite a big star. He was. Again, by association, he was with Jimmy Hart. So, yeah, it's it's those eight in the ring. And I'm not going to give away the finish, as I say, but it's a really, really it's good a match. It's a lineup, to be fair. It is. It is a hell of a lineup. It is. It's special for me, guys. I think yeah. it's the first match I ever. I can't honestly remember watched. the first Survivor Series I ever watched. I'm, I'm, going I'm pretty down sure a, it was around your house at some point. Yeah, I'm going through a process of elimination because mm. when we talked about that before, our first wrestling memories, I always remember the feud with Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was Survivor Series mm. 91, mm. the gravest challenge. Yeah. So that would mean that my first pay-per-view that I would have watched... Because I don't know if you guys, the younger generation, probably won't remember this, but mm. when we were younger, like Sky was so expensive, and <laughs> much better now. It's, it's certainly not, <laughs> but it was like such a luxury back then, wasn't it? Yeah. And oh yeah. Basically, what you used to do is you used to get a friend to tape it for you. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you did. Yeah. If you wanted to watch like wrestling. Big shout out to Charlie Miller there. Thanks yeah. again, mate. <laughs> so I think that was the first pay-per-view I ever got on tape. And I think that would make that the first match I ever saw. Because that was the mm. opening match. Nice. So yeah, that's yeah. it. Fair play. Mine's um It's two- a great lineup. Yeah, it is to be fair. That, and is, it, that and is a hell of a collection of superstars. And it's sorry, because still- we can now call them that. Wrestlers. Yep. It 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 just feels special to me. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else feels like that or if it's just me because mm. of that. No, that's a great pick. Yeah. That is a great pick. Yeah, fair play. Um mine's short but sweet. Really short but sweet. Um, as James mentioned a little while ago, um, my pick was actually one of uh, James's other picks, and we're both. I know we're both going to get involved in this conversation. Yeah, we are. Mine, I can just sum up with um, four words: uh, it's WWF versus the Alliance. So this one takes place at Survivor Series 2001. All I want to say about this one, guys, is we're very, very aware that the Alliance storyline wasn't what we particularly wanted out no. of the merger of WWF it wasn't and that WCW. Great, to be honest. No, but the actual payoff for a Survivor Series match, I mean, I'll let Stu run down the actual names in this. If you listen to the names, this is pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh, it is, yeah. So uh, for Team WWF, you have The Rock, Chris Jericho, The Undertaker, Kane, and The Big Show. Against, for the Alliance, Steve Austin, Kurt Angle, RVD, Shane McMahon, and Booker T. Yep. Now, as we discussed earlier as well, James made the great point of saying this was at the point where Shane McMahon was fucking entertaining. He was entertaining and also he was legitimate in there because yeah. he was the leader of WCW. Yep. He was actually the owner yes. yeah, in yeah. storyline. So it made sense for him to be in there. Yeah. I believe the reason the big show is in there is because Vince was supposed to be in there but was injured. Yeah. Which I mean to be fair, you know, it's not a bad thing. He was a vital part to it. Yeah. He was, you know, um he was a great addition to that team. It was a brilliant end chapter to an otherwise abysmal story. Yeah, and I think they were happy to get out of there. I Again, I'm going to give a shout-out to Vince on this, uh, and the reason why is because this match is actually... There's, there's quite a good storyline behind this mm. match. Vince has been ridiculed continuously by the Alliance members. Do you remember Paul Heyman doing that really... Oh, yeah, yeah. Bad pro- Savage. This, this was that promo was done three days before this match. Right. Okay. That don't surprise me because it was supposed to be winner yeah. take all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything like that, right? So Vince does this brilliant speech. Mm. I don't know if anyone remembers it. He lines all of WWF's mm. team up, and he goes on about the history of like the WWF. Yeah. Like and talks about how you mustn't let any of your predecessors down mm. and how you'll be publicly shamed and everything. for losing. It's The thing is, I don't know if Vince is trying to be a heel, but it actually comes across as really motivational. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's certain parts. The Alliance was not a good storyline because they didn't have the people to do yeah. it. But there were certain people who did promos in that era which were fantastic, and I'll just name a couple. 
Bradshaw did a fantastic one. Mm, yes. So did The Undertaker. Yeah. That was the one when they were all sitting at the tables. Yeah. And then they brought in Freddie Blassie. Yeah. And everything like that. It's such a shame that they didn't have the talent mm. because the way, if you look back at what some of the things they did, they were really, really yeah, good. Absolutely. So just a shout out to them. And also, to, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to let Stu talk about this, but I'll bring it up. Uh, is Jim Russ and Paul Heyman on commentary? Yeah. Uh, phenomenal. The arguments between the two, because obviously, you know, like like James said, the arguments between the two, you've got Jim, you know, Jim Ross, who's WWF all the way. And then you've got uh, Paul Heyman, who's obviously, you know, with the Alliance being uh, the previous owner of ECW. Um, they're bickering back and forward constantly the whole time, obviously, you know, trying to outdo each other with whoever's dominating at the time in the ring. It's brilliant. Yeah. It, 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 I, I love Jim Ross and Mike. He's brilliant. He can, you know, he can hold your captivation of a match in the palm of his hand. But I love the energy as well of Paul Heyman. This is a different JR. This is a JR that's being pushed by Paul Heyman. Yeah. And he's going like things like, shut your damn mouth and call the damn match. Yeah. For God's sake, all stuff like this. And uh, they're talking about which one's going to be in the unemployment line yeah. tomorrow <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's com- on a you know comedic level, it, it's absolutely brilliant. But you know you've got to remember these you know these two guys they're so quick. Yeah, they are so quick to counteract each other's statements of what they're coming out with at the time. No, know, I think it's I fucking think, brilliant. I think there's a line that Paul Heyman says something. I can't remember what he says, but sent along the lines of unemployment, and he goes. Bye bye, JR. Bye bye. And JR just looks at him and goes, Jim Cornette can replace you tomorrow night, pal. <laughs> or something like that. It's just done really well. It's, yeah, it's quite it realistic because brilliant. even the commentators are fighting yeah. because they've, you know. Yeah, it's not, it's not just a fight in the ring, it's out of the ring and behind the commentary table. Yeah. It, I love it. It is it's just brilliant. Um, I mean, there, there's some key moments, obviously, from this match, obviously. Yeah. Everyone knows the ending of this match. Uh, I'm, if you don't, I'm not going to say it, but you know, everyone knows the ending for this match. But there's um, there's obviously a couple of key uh, heel turns that are involved there as well. Um, you've got one guy in particular that is that was meant to be billed as a heel for um, ECW, which is Rob Van Dam. But the crowd loved him from day one. And he's still like, you know, every time an Alliance member gets in the ring, they're booed. But as soon as Rob Van Dam gets in, the crowd go apeshit. You know, as soon as like the, you know, the fists with the thumbs come up in the air and he does the uh, Rob Van Dam for the crowd to chart. They love him. They absolutely love him. I just think that regardless of there being WWF guys sort of bulking this Mm. up, I think you have to look at the actual talent in the ring and the story that's yeah. attempting to be told. Mm. And it is it is difficult to tell with the talent they've got. But they do do it well do. In, in this in this particular Survivor Series match. Mm. And the way Jim Ross sells it and Paul Heyman at ringside, the way Vince is with the speech at the start, it does feel like a legitimately yeah. big match yeah, that, that someone's going out of yeah. business. It's, it's great. That's, I, I, genuinely, I, I think that's what I want to end my, my mm. pick on. I, I can't say anything negative about it. I really can't because this is exactly the do, reason. Do you just want to talk about? Do you want to talk about anything to do with the match at all? No, no, okay. no. 
No, no, I want to end it. Just, it just purely you know what basis. I'm talking about. Oh, well, I know two, exactly where you're two, trying to go. Yeah. There's two individuals yeah. who... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I want, to, I want to end that one there. Like I said, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. If you, if you haven't watched it, fucking shame on you. Um, but if you have, then, man, you, you, you know where I'm going with it. And also, it's, if you haven't, you're in for a treat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually good. Yeah, it's, it's a really... WWE had gone... Oh, sorry, WWF at the time had gone through a series of Survivor Series pay-per-views. And I'll be honest, they were horseshit. They had they'd just been regurgitating the same old shit, and it was boring. It was boring. It was going stale. But then you have a pay-per-view like this, a storyline that had been milked to death and was quite honestly just done piss poorly. But the ending was absolutely worth the fucking payoff. It was brilliant. And like you know, like we said, the yeah. caliber of stars, those ten guys in the ring gave it their all. And it was so entertaining. I'll agree with you on Survivor Series being poor, mm. but only one. I'll agree with 99 being poor. No, it's fucking awful. The only highlight really was Austin being run over by the car. Mm which then yeah. sets up the storyline of that moving forward. I did it for The Rock. But what's interesting, <laughs> what's interesting is I can't slam 2000 mm. because 2000 was Triple H and Austin. It was over the thing that happened the year before, and that's when uh, Austin dropped him out of the Oh, yeah, sorry. Brain. Yeah, sorry. I meant like Survivor Series matches. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'll retract but that. Sorry. Yeah, I meant elimination matches, sorry. At that point, they were doing singles. That's the issue. Yeah, it, was, it was pointless calling it Survivor Series because it meant fuck all. I think that was the first... 99, they did some Survivor mm. Series, but they were really poor. They were shit. They were shit. Yeah, they were they, they were really poor. Like, mm. I remember one of them was the Bulldog and the main <sighs> Main Street Posse. Oh, fuck off. As a team versus the Big Show. <sighs> and the yep. Big Show, because he was going to win the title... Mm-hmm. It was it was the time when we shouldn't laugh because it's 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 just so crazy. Mm. The time when Big Boss Man was doing the thing with his dad. Do you remember? Oh, I'm not going into this. I'm not. And Big Show was angry, and Big mm. Show eliminated everyone, including his own teammates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in that match, mm. but yeah. So. Uh, Let's said about that a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, that that's my pick. Yeah. WWF versus the Alliance. And the Go only and check it out. We we might as well give a couple because there's only we've only given two. Might as well give a couple of honourable mentions because there's been a few. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna go with Team Raw versus Team SmackDown versus Team NXT. Oh fuck! I forgot all about that. Both. I preferred the women's one. Yeah, they were both awesome. They were both okay. Mm. They were both pretty good. And the introduction of NXT. Made it fresh. So yeah. I'm going to bring that one up. Oh, I Triple H That, that, that was on my list, uh, by I the way. Uh, it's back. very close to mm. being one of mine. The yeah, reason I did pick. Yeah, the reason yeah. I didn't pick it was because I felt the ending and what they tried to do with the ending mm. has been ruined. Yeah. Because the ending was really to highlight Keith Lee. Yeah. And uh, that didn't work out. So. Yeah. That's never why know. I didn't go that way. You never know. I think the problem is, this is my issue, Stu, with uh, when I was talking about Alistair Black and all them, they're under contract. It's difficult. Mm. 
it's difficult. I don't know. I know that they they're under contract for a number of years. Yeah, yeah. So I, I maybe, you know, maybe one day. Mm. You know, let's let's see what the future holds. That's why I feel shitty about people like Keith Lee and Alistair Black yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Because I'm like, fuck me, Triple H's in charge now. Mm. That's why Karrion Cross was so easy to get back because he wasn't under contract with no, anyone. Free, free to go wherever he pleased. Yeah. And he's, such, by know. the way, he's such a nice guy, mm. Karrion Cross. If you ever get a chance, uh, watch him and Scarlett in shoot interviews. Mm. You'll actually like them. They genuinely seem like such a nice couple. Yeah. Yeah. Like two genuinely like, decent human beings. There's one point where uh, Scarlett says that they talk about pet peeves because they've just got together. Mm. And Scarlett actually says, my pet peeve with him is he's too nice. He can spend an hour after shows just standing and talking to fans. Mm. He, uh, th- There's been news about Carrion actually going out to bars yeah. with yeah. fans yeah. and standing like... Oh, so, like that. Yeah, just totally like a normal person, not like full of himself. Good on him, though. Good on you. I've heard really nice things Mm. about that guy, guys, and I just think it's, I think it's nice to know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to win there. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, same as, same as. Um, Right then, we're going to go on to our final final section, which is the news. Okay. I'm still adamant we need a you know, bad news, Barrett. We'll get, some, we'll get something. We'll get something. I'll, I'll come up with something. I've got some bad news. Kenny Omega's back. Yeah. After nearly a year, he's finally fucking back. What state is Kenny in? <sighs> Do you think this could be a final run? I I, I never heard good things, unfortunately. I, uh, of course, there are only rumours, but I heard True. that... I heard that Kenny's body's broken down. I, I did read that this was almost a career-ending, or you know, it's, a, it's an, an accumulation yeah, of just yeah. absolute hard work. I mean, yeah. some of those matches in Japan were so intense, yeah. and absolutely, you know, it's. I'm not going to take anything away from the guy because he is just, you know, <clears throat> he is. For me, I think he's going to be always held as one of the all-time greats. He's one of the best in-ring talents. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I remember when you fell out of love with wrestling. Do you mm. remember? And I yeah, actually yeah, told yeah. you about him. Yeah. And if you remember, no one really knew. No. I never who he heard was, of the guy. No, not a clue, mate. I never heard of him. Um, but fuck me, have I followed his career since? Yeah. It's uh, just just phenomenal, and it is great to see him back. Because um, I think he is missed. Yeah. You know, not not just in the ring, but by the fans, but just in, in wrestling talk in general. You know Kenny Omega, whether you, you know whether you love him or hate him, whether he was a face or a heel, he is such a charismatic performer and such a charismatic person. It's, see, it's been a great, great miss. See, I come across as a bit of a fanboy, but my dream is to see him in WWE. <sighs> love to see it, especially with Triple H in charge. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. The dynamics, mm. the, the dynamics with Triple H in charge now have yeah. changed so much yeah, because yeah, yeah. because Triple H is willing to listen and Triple H isn't stupid. He knows what the fans Mm. want. He's not stupid. This this one's actually turned into a proper Triple H juice fest, really, isn't it? (laughs) I can't see how it fucking can't because he's only been in charge for a little while. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a big wrestling fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not sports entertainment, wrestling Mm. fan. And what I'm watching on episodes Everyone's going, things ain't changed a lot. 
they actually have guys. Yeah. There's actual wrestling and mm. time yeah, yeah, yeah. given to wrestling on the shows it, on Raw and on SmackDown now. Raw mainly. Yeah. It's, and, you know, saying that, obviously, you know, talking about Triple H and also, as you mentioned earlier, with um, the return of Karrion Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux, we've also had the recent return on WWE of Dexter Loomis. I like Dexter. I love him. I, I he's like brilliant. Dexter. He's, and I know he says, fuck all, but he is, uh, that is a great character. It's, and he's great in the ring. It's different. Yeah. It's different. It's I, I like him. brilliant. And, it, you know... I know there's been speculations of maybe is this like a blindsiding moment for uh, as we all saw the still of the hand coming out waving from behind the screen, possible Bray Wyatt. But irregardless of that, Dexter Loomis's return has been quite the impact. Yeah. A lot of people have got behind it because it it was one of those talents that slipped through their fingers. I tell you why I think a lot of people have also got behind it. It was really well done. Yeah. It was it was foreshadowing in mm. the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what WWE and I hate to sound like a broken record. There, there are certain things you know where you say like about a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. I need a t-shirt about not insulting the fans' intelligence yeah. and organic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, what they did was, and everyone will know this anyway. There were smoking cars in the background. Mm. And there was stuff going on on the yeah. shows, and no one was mentioning anything. No. no. Like the security would run past mm. uh, Alexa Bliss and Asker, and. Yeah. And nobody they would, they would just sort of, Well, they, they did. Well, they, they did, they, but you know, yeah. as fans, we that, were just kind of like, well, what the that fuck? That was what the they first about? bit where they really yeah. showed the wrestlers interacting with it. Yeah, because yeah. there was a part where. I think Nikki Ash and Dewdrop were doing a promo mm. outside and the car was outside smoking. Yeah. And there was nothing said mm. about the car. And there was one with Kevin Owens and there was yes. Adam Pierce and all that yeah, mode yeah, looking yeah, around yeah, yeah. the car. Yeah. You don't need to tell the fans. No, you don't need to point it out. The fans are watching it and mm. they love it because they're watching it and they're going, the what's going on? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's a great return. It really is. And I hope it's the start of something impressive. A lot of people didn't know he was. Yeah, that that in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. In in the crowd, a lot of people thought that was legitimate. Mm. There was there was obviously obviously it gets around in the crowd, but at first there was a lot of people that didn't know what was going on with that security when AJ was looking in. Apparently, according to some people in the crowd, was it um, Gronk? at WrestleMania when he helped yeah. Moto early and one of the security guards actually thought he was just a, a crowd jumper and actually went to push him out yeah like how the fuck did I don't even follow American football even I know who the fuck Gronk was mm. fuck's sake but yeah probably to see Dexter awful, Loomis by the way oh, I'm not even going into that yeah fucking shit um, um, yeah, brilliant to see Dexter Loomis back. Yeah, brilliant no, I, to see Kenny Omega return. Finally. I wish him all the best. Yeah, this, same here. This is going to sound Kenny certainly, and also uh, Dexter. This is going to sound bad, but I'd like to see Dexter placed in the mid cards mm. as a staple. And what I mean by that is, as someone who's constantly around the Intercontinental mm. to the US title scene. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think what Triple H should do is I think he should look at his booking sheet and I think he should... This can always change. Mm. 
But for stars, I think you should take a group of guys, maybe six, mm-hmm. and have them around that title. Yeah. Have them around that title. I'm talking about every title. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, make the titles important. Yeah. So Bobby Lashley's the champion, and I've got Champ around that. I've got the Miz around that. I've got whoever mm. doesn't. You know, I'm just throwing names mm. out there. I've got AJ around it. I've got this, that, the, 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 you know. So you've got a constant thing where these guys can battle and move up, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Constant flow. Yeah, and then someone, someone from lower down can then move into that intercontinental, yeah, yeah, and yeah. maybe someone who's showing real promise mm. can move to Bump the bottom up. of the pile in the world championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. It's not really any different to what happens in a, a wrestling game. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you play like WWE 2K22 yeah. and you have a set of people who are in that championship yeah. group, it, it's uh, that's what I would do. I mm. would it can always interchange, but I would have a I would have a strong unit around there like Gunther. Yeah. I was well, uh, well, uh, I would have like your Sheamus <laughs> around yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else is on SmackDown at the moment? You shouldn't go neck and norm. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Nakamura around him yeah and just because they lose I would have that group and I would have say say I've shown Mr. Lisa's at Clash at the Castle this is just an example I would then have Shinsuke and Sheamus battling around that intercontinental yeah. that's yeah. how it was done years ago and that's how we do it now. goes back yeah. to that same word we use every fucking episode it's longevity that's what's got to be done also that's organisation yeah no, if Gargano comes back, I would have him starting out in one of those places. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have him because he's a workhorse. So I would have him starting. Everyone would go, uh, straight title shot. No, no. not for no, me. No, 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 no. I, I would have like Champa and Gargano mm. around that title, yeah. one of those mid cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd strengthen the mid cards. Mm. That's yeah, what I would do. It. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, wrestling games, as you said, of uh, WWE 2K series. It's clever, wasn't it? Oh, no, it was fucking brilliant. Very nice. Um, AEW's uh, Fight Forever game, uh, which is coming out, obviously, uh, for PS4, PS5, and Xbox, and every other console that's going, um, has finally been given a release date, which is December 31st this year. I'm going to get it. That's a strange date. Yeah. That's a strange start. I, I would imagine, you know I'm a video game person, I would imagine that that will come out in 2023. I think that's a baseline date. Yeah. I don't think they know when it's coming out and they've just given that date. Yeah. Um, I'm happy with it. I'm, you know, I know they released some test footage of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looked pretty smooth. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it, you know. It's a wrestling game. I love my wrestling I, I just games. worry. Yeah. I, just, I just worry for AEW at the moment. It's yeah. it's not looking good. It's I know. Yeah, I mean we we covered it a bit on the last episode as it's well. Got but, um, yeah, <laughs> it's got worse. It's got worse. But on a plus side, we are um, it's news as well. We we are getting CM Punk versus Mox. I'm staying out of this conversation. I I really I enjoyed the promo that they did. Mm. I did enjoy that. I'm not sure how I felt about the whole um, CM Punk and Adam pa- um, Adam Page bit. I mean, I know there is a bit of beef with them backstage, but keep it on the backstage, guys. Um, you know, and I love punk. Everyone knows that. I do love punk. Yeah, keep that shit backstage, quite frankly. I am hoping that the John Moxley and CM Punk match, uh, you know, pays off. 
I really do. But I don't want to get my hopes up too high because I feel like it's, it could be crushed quite easily. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I'll, I'll say a couple of things because I, I know that, again, I know that there's a cult following for Punk and, oh, I, yeah. and I do like him, right? But here's my issue with hmm. Punk and it's beginning to rear its head. I, all I'll say is I hope that was a work. That's all I'm going to say. I hope that was a work mm. because if it wasn't, that's so unprofessional. Mm. It's it's so yeah. unprofessional and it's so going into business for yourself mm. and it's so selfish. It's no need for that. No. Because what what good does that do to morale? That's, yeah. Because yeah, it wasn't good. just aimed at one person. It was aimed at two. It was aimed at their, their, their two Really, biggest people in the title picture at the moment. Mm. Yeah, but I'm not going to go too far into no. it because I'm hoping. I'm. I hope to God, especially because I think some of it was very hypocritical. If it was a shoot, mm. I'm. I'm hoping to God that that was a work. Yeah, I hope so as well. So do I. Um, I'd like to see AEW succeed. Don't get me I wrong. I would. Yeah, I can see the wheels falling off, and I hope it doesn't. But speaking of which. Um, do you think are, Tony Khan's I think he's in big enough? Head. Do you think he's big enough at the moment? No, I think he's in to, over his head. Do you think he's big enough to hold these egos down? No, because there's an ego clash there. No, because he comes across as a bit of a frat boy to me. He comes across to me as so you could easily the inmates could easily run the asylum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it, I, I'm just a little bit worried that AEW's mm. going to go the same way as WCW, WCW near the yeah. end. Just about to say that, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But, um, on a on a bit of a lighter note, with regards to AEW, the um, the rumours kicking around at the moment look like they could be true that MJF is on his way back. It's good for AEW. Yeah, I think it's phenomenal for AEW. That's that's the kick they need right now. Yeah, that is the kick they need. That is that one guy that can carry that whole, you know, show. So fingers crossed. You know, I hope that I hope that happens soon. It needs it, quite frankly. Like Kenny Omega, I hope yeah. he goes to WWE because it's TV 14 now and the Sons mm. of Triple H. God, if you imagine if Will Ospreay went as well. Oh. I just I just think, when you think back to the podcast and how we felt so down mm. on WWE and we were, we were looking at yeah. the, we were hoping for like this Guardian-like angel yeah. to save us of AEW. I think the tables have turned. And it's amazing how eight months ago yeah. everything we were saying was so negative and then all of a sudden it's just... It's, it's wow. actually gone the opposite way. Yeah. Everything great that we were saying about AEW has now been flipped on its ass. Now that feels stale. Yeah, yeah. So only time will tell, folks. Only yep. time will tell. Um, and as always, let us know... Um, but... Post comments on our social media pages. Let us know your thoughts about AEW at the yeah. moment. You know where the show's going. What you know? Anyone else out there that feels like Punk's words um, on a recent possible shoot or whatever? The problem is, is how that do you feel if it's a work? Right, it's not that great a work. No, he's done way better because. What it does is it creates a, div- a really big divide, yeah. and it's not a good divide. No, not, in, not in the slightest. And like you know, like I, said, like I, I I've seen multiple, uh, I've seen multiple things where you've got punk side burning 
Adam Page's stuff and Adam Page oh, burning. Yeah, was, I think it was Johnny posted the, the video of someone. I haven't seen it. You know what? It was no, someone burning a CM Punk shirt. No, they were all doing it. Like, that's, that's, and, I, and I only put one comment in there, which was, seriously, grow the fuck up. Yeah, but the problem is, is that they're the people who they're looking up to need to grow up too. If that if that's not a oh, shoot, absolutely. But I don't. Un- I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't understand where they're going with it. If it's a no. work, because a hill punk does not need to do that. No, no, it doesn't. Because what you're doing is you're burying the potential talent that you've already got. Yeah, that's a burial of Adam Page, an attempted burial. Mm. And it weren't great on Moxley either. No. And in, in all fairness... You're actually promoting WWE. Yeah. Because you, he promoted, without saying the two individuals' names... Yeah. He promoted WWE in that in that shoot interview. Yeah. He basically, if it was a shoot or whatever yeah. it was, he basically told everyone, hey, guys, you know that show that we're competing against, WWE, the two members of the Shield mm. are better than the guy that we've got now. Mm. They're better than the guy we've got now. He's he's the least relevant yeah. out of all of them. You know the guy on our show, he's shit. Mm. The other two uh, in the other organisation are really good. Do That's you know, WCW uh, yeah. shit. Do you, want, do you want to know the one opinion of this I would have loved to have heard more than anyone else? Um, because I'm a massive fan of her podcast is uh, Renee, Moxley's wife. Because she is very good friends with Punk as well. Yeah, I know. I don't get it. I don't. I, I don't get it. I. I have to be really careful because I. The, the, you see what we're seeing now. Mm. This is my issue with Punk, mm. and I'm hoping to God I'm wrong. This will work. Mm. I don't think he's committed. I think he's committed for a little while when things are going right mm. for him. Yeah. But I think that when things are not going right for him and he doesn't like it, he throws his toys out of the pram. Well, it, th- this, is the, um, this is the one video that's popped up quite frequently. I've seen on a lot of different uh, wrestling-based forums uh, across across the internet and social media is the um, sit-down table where Punk is in the ring, a WWE ring, and he's going on about you know selfishness of Triple H and burial of superstars and the most frequent comment in that video is fuck me that's not aged well well it hasn't has it no it hasn't and the problem is is that you you can play the cards once yeah and people can stand behind Mm. you but if you do it again yeah i'm sorry there's issues yourself into a corner yeah there's issues there Mm. and i this is why i was a little bit I was happy Punk was back because I do like Punk and I think he's I great. I believe it's been a year. But this is why I was not absolutely over the moon because I thought to myself, I hope he's not going to play this mm. again because he, at the moment, has the ability to derail AEW. Mm. And if 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 Khan is not strong enough back there, he needs help. He yeah. needs a regal... Well, or, yeah, that's, that was the name that I said. Yeah, or earlier. an Arn Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Even a Tony Schiavone or a Jim Ross. He Dustin needs, Rhodes. He needs a group of people, similar to how Triple H has got Shawn Michaels and how he's... I think I think they've just hired Road Dog back. I could be wrong. Uh, I'm not sure. I know, that's, I know they're thinking about it. I know he was working with the NWA. 
Yeah, because he got fired by mm. Vince, but I think Triple H is trying to hire yeah. him back. That's speculation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I can, I yeah. can see it happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because they're friends, and I can. Uh, it's, it's an easy then, thing to do. Then, then you say as well. I mean, if 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 that was a you know a, a genuine work, it's not good on the company. It's, 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 it's terrible on the company. It's terrible on Punk. It's and, a terrible and creative decide, decision. Yeah, and if he decides to fucking walk again, well, that's it. Because I don't think WWE will have him back. We also are relying heavily on the fact that the MJF one, yeah, was a work. We actually don't know. No. That's been kept because, very hush hush. Because if the MJF one we're all we're all thinking it's working, it mm. most likely is, but we don't know. No. And if it isn't, MJF basically went out onto Tony Khan's mm. show and completely ridiculed and shit on him. Yeah. He did a Scott Steiner. Well, he the WCW. He did. Mm. He went out there uh, with a live mic yeah. and completely really, buried the yeah. company. Yeah. Buried the company, buried the stars, buried the owner. Yep. You know, and uh, the channel it was the, on. The, prob- the problem is with the MJF one, a lot of what he said was actually true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I will give him his credit. I mean, even much like Punk's original one back in the day, yeah, they had a lot of point to it. You know, we can all agree with, obviously, what Punk has said back in the day, but we can also relate very well to what MJF has said. Yep. You know, in- but at the same time, here's my issue with Punk. Here's my issue. And I always sound like I'm a hater on punk, and I'm not. Because hmm. I won't this, have it. <laughs> this this is apparently, again, these are all rumours we yeah. don't know, yeah. but this is apparently over Colt Cabana. Now, Colt Cabana was the individual who stuck by punk yeah, all the time. Now, they're, now, they're, now they hate each other. Now, punk does not have a good track record, I'm afraid. Mm at the moment, of okay. people in the ring or fellow people. I know that he called Jericho out mm. and Jericho had to defend himself on his podcast mm. because something along the lines of Chris just wanted to talk to him mm. and he said, I'm not going on your podcast for money and he said, I, do, I just wanted to talk to you. Mm. Like he's he's very... He's very hard to work with by the sounds of things, Mm. which I think is a shame. I did read recently, wasn't it? Colt Cabana's been dropped down to um, Ring of Honor now, isn't he? Yeah, apparently this is what it's about, Stu. Apparently Punk does not want him on anything Mm. because he was resting on Dark and Punk went to Tony Khan Mm. and said, because they had a legal issue. Right. It was over the claims that Punk had that big like goiter-type ulcer on his back on yeah, the podcast, yeah, 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 yeah. and the doctor sued, yeah. apparently. This is all allegedly. Yeah. But th- this, there's got to be something to this well, because yeah, of the hatred. Yeah, yeah. And Punk apparently was annoyed at Colt because Colt wouldn't pay up or something, right. which I kind of agree with Colt to an extent. It was Punk who said it on his podcast mm, mm. Uh, and come out with the allegations. Yeah. Whether they were true or not, mm. I don't know. Uh, but apparently Punk's had a lot to do with trying to get rid of Colt Cabana. Mm. And Colt Cabana is seen as a mentor to Adam Page yeah. and to all of the younger talent, like the Young Bucks and people like that. That's The Dark Order as well. That's where yeah. the uh, anger's coming from because yeah. 
he's been a mentor, even though he's like he's not a jobber, but he's middle of the range. Yeah, he's a seasoned to them, professional. To them, yeah. Even though they've gone up to the high level, they mm. have. He's the he's like a mentor, like a William. Yeah, William, William Regal. Regal to yeah. them. Absolutely. So they're insulted by yeah. him being. This is what is rumoured to be yeah. causing a lot of it because they're not happy with yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because he's trained a lot of them no, or, or mentored them, so they're yeah. not happy. Yeah. Which mm. I can I can kind of get because yeah. you imagine they're all on the indie circuit and they travel around everywhere and Colt's been that leader well, for them. It becomes and, a family, doesn't it? Yeah, and then the, one of their family members being told you can't be here anymore, yeah. the big person comes yeah, in and, yeah, and you know, so... The boss man doesn't like you, mm, fuck off. Well, that's Punk yeah, who's no, saying it, so... But as I say, I like seeing Punk. I just wish he'd cut the bullshit. I'm not being funny. Yeah. I hope that it's a work. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. And I'll apologise for his... Oh, God, yeah, same here. And I am a massive, massive Punk fan, but I hope to God it's a work. Yeah. I really do. I just hope that he has actually come back and he's passionate mm. about doing it and not causing yeah. loads of shit. Yeah, yeah. Because the toxicity at AEW at the moment is not going to do him any good. It really no, isn't. not in the slightest. Well, on a lighter note, yep. I think we'll end it there. However... Have we got any other news? No, that's it, mate. i tell you what uh, news which I just want to say, mm. because it's been kind of mentioned as well with some of my title matches... It's quite a sad uh, period, especially this weekend. I think it happens in the week. Uh, NXT UK has ceased operations, I believe. It, I think it's going through a restructuring phase and it's going to be NXT Europe now. Right. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, that's the, yeah, the rumours that yeah. are around. But a lot of talent's been released and that's always sad. Uh, I, I'm a lot not, of good uh, names as well. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not an avid watcher, mm. similar mm. to you of NXT yeah, yeah. UK. I, I pick up as much as mm. I can, but uh, Flash Morgan Webster, I think, yeah. went, if that's the right name, is it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And, oh, the Welsh lad went. Andrews. Yeah, yeah. He went. He was a pretty yeah. big UK star, he's yeah, a high flyer. That really strange one, I forgot his name. He's like a bull. Oh, I'm, not sure. got a, I'm not sure to be honest man. yeah he's got I'm not a, sure he, but, uh, he posted Dave Mastiff right ah oh, yeah yeah who's yeah. been an indie legend in mm. this country for a real long yeah. time yeah uh, that's a shame yeah so f- hope, fingers crossed you know something will you know work itself out and it will yeah Christ yeah, yeah absolutely um, but yeah as I was saying on a, on a lighter note we are going to end it here um, just to say as well, um, a big thanks to everyone who gets involved and um, also please sp- keep keep spreading the word, keep listening to our episodes, um, keep following us. Keep, you know, we, we love what we do. We just want to, you know, reach out to as many people as possible that enjoy what we do. And if you want to tell your mates that there's three idiots that talk shit, granted one of us ain't here today, Johnny! But he's not. To be fair, guys, we're we're we're, we're tightening the piss a little bit. Yeah. But he is not here for yeah, legitimate yeah. reasons. Oh, yeah. Believe you me. Yeah, absolutely. He would like nothing more than oh, to be here. Yeah, we we spoke to him via um, FaceTime earlier, yeah, and he's, he's genuinely gutted he can't be here tonight. Yeah, and we've we actually, are as well. We've actually had a bad call. I reckon a forty-five minute chat with yeah. him before oh, we started, yeah. and he is gutted. But mm. there's there's nothing you can do. There's certain circumstances where <sighs> it's beyond human control. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But uh, so for um, 
Our next episode, what will our top threes be, James? Okay, so it is my turn for the top three. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go with the consensus of the Facebook group. Big shout out to you all if you're listening. I believe this has been requested by two of our, what I would say, the heart and soul of our group, yeah. actually. And that's... Uh, yeah, massively. Jim, Jim Sangwell, yep. is it? And uh, Rob, Rob, Rob Shepherd. Rob Shepherd, we fucking love Rob here. And that's the top three entrances of all time. Yeah. So oh. wrestling entrances of all time. The music in wrestling and the entrances are one of the most exciting parts of wrestling. Yeah. No one can deny that. There's a lot of people who always like to go, well, I love all the stuff in the ring. There's nothing cooler than an, an entrance. There's nothing cooler oh, than no. a really good entrance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me and Stu, it's hilarious because the topic that we just talked about, I think that me and Stu are probably going to pick one of the same ones. Yeah, it's a good possibility. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very, this very happened good. recently. Yeah, very good possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the best moments. Now, our next podcast will be after the Clash at the Castle. What we will do, guys, is we will make sure that we get you as much footage as we can from Clash. Yeah. Anyone who isn't going, we will show you live entrances. Mm-hmm. We will attempt to have live interviews with people. We'll really go for it. We'll have a uh, nice set of things on the, I mean, vlogs we could do, couldn't yeah, we? Little vlogs. Yeah, we can do some uh, vlogs. Yeah, yeah. things some... like that. We'll, we'll do that for the channel. So look forward to that, guys. Yeah. And for, for any of you guys that are going, but, you know, um, wherever we end up, I mean, if we end up in a pub or something before the actual event or a restaurant or a bar or something like that, we'll post on the Facebook page, like, where we are. Um, yep. Come and say hi. So... The best moments, because the next podcast will definitely, I think, be after Clash at the Castle. Oh, yeah. Will be our best moment. And I think that we're going to have a really, really good time. So I think there's going to be some honourable mentions probably well, there too. Just just as an idea, should we do a best and worst moment? We can do. Yeah. Mix it up a little bit. Okay. Bit. Best and worst moments from yeah. Clash at the Castle when we're there live. Yeah. Okay, so that will be our best of moment. And worst of moment. And worst of moment, actually. So, yeah. Yeah. So as I said before, you know, um, we, we are us three. Um, we'll all be going to Clash at the Castle. We are really hyped for it. Um, I've deliberately tried to stay away from talking about it because, you know, I, I don't want to hype myself up too much for it and it end up being a fucking shit show. But I've got, or I've, you know, I, I have got a good feeling about it's this. It's not going to be shit. Um, but for those of you who are going and for those of you who follow us and listen to us, come and say hi. Just come up, speak to us. We're gonna we're gonna be floating around um, the Principality Stadium anyway, and we're gonna try and get some interviews with with some of you guys and some of you girls that listen to us. We're gonna be trying to get some, you know, just have a bit of a chit chat and a laugh with you know anyone, anyone yep. who wants to come over, anyone who wants to say hi, anyone who wants to take part. The more the merrier. We're all here for the same reason, you know. It's for the love of wrestling, you know. So um, yeah, should we wrap it up? We certainly. Can yep, I think that's about everything. Yeah. Um, as always, uh, once again, thanks to uh, Kyle J who uploads all of our stuff on uh, streaming services. Massive shout out to you, um, everyone else that gets involved with the podcast. You know, questions. Uh, you know, getting involved in the topics. 
spreading the word of this podcast as well, tuning into what we actually talk about. It's all massively appreciated. Thanks again, guys. You know, cheers. And I'm going to test everyone out there. I'm going to leave a sentence in the end of this podcast, and it is, I am so hyped for Clash at the Castle, leaving either my name, James, at the end, or Stu. Let's see how many people listen to the podcast all the way through. Yeah, fuckers. (laughs) Yeah, thanks again as always, guys. Um, And we'll see you next month. Okay. Bye, guys. See you later, boy. If you're searching for a wrestling podcast that's filled with fun. This is definitely Davey Boy Smith's finest fucking moment. He goes, he fell on his ass. (laughs) (laughs) He fell on his ass. A couple of haters. A couple of haters. A couple of haters. That's David. (laughs) Wrestling nostalgia. I will take you back to May 26th. 1996. It was a stormy night. (laughs) The wind was howling. (laughs) Latest pro wrestling news and rumours. We've heard about the situations between WWE, Sasha Banks and Naomi. And hilarious tangents. Let's give this not tangent off. No (laughs) Samoan spikes. (laughs) 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 (laughs)